The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. This week's guest on Mule Talk is a mule trainer from Waddell, Arizona. He needs no introduction. It is Nathan Metcalf of Rockin' NT Mules. He's also a contributor to the Mules and More magazine, and this guy has an awesome perspective about the mule's mind and how to work with them. Nate, thanks for coming on to Mule Talk. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I I met you years ago, and it was um, in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, when you did the American Mule Trainers Challenge, and that was back in 2016. And I was really impressed with your skill set back then. And uh, so tell <laughs> me you. how, you know, tell me about your experience because uh, they, they, they had you work with this mule that had not been touched. And I thought you did really well with her. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those fortunate people that, you know, I was, I was able to grow up with mules. Um, my entire life and so really lucky in that aspect and I was able to be around a, a lot of really good uh, people that that knew a lot about them knew how to train them knew how to work them so I you know I, I was really blessed in that in that circumstance um, so uh, the the, <laughs> the meal that you were talking about there at the uh, Truth or consequences. It was uh, it was a wild mule. It was, from what I understood, it was rounded up off of the BLM land in New Mexico. I think Arizona or New Mexico. I don't remember. Yes, I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty wild um, mule. But your magic touch really changed that mule's world. Well, it, and you know, it, going into it, I, I I really didn't have any expectation. Um, working working with that mule and you know being that you know that was kind of that mule's first interaction with people or or having anybody really touch it for that matter um the whole approach to it was take my time you know i'm gonna i'm gonna work with with whatever that mule is kind of kind of given me and, and sometimes that mule could last you know it, it, its threshold would be like 10 or 15 minutes and it would you could just tell it's like okay i'm done mm. i don't want to do anymore and so we would quit you know and then we may have to revisit it a couple hours later and pick up where we left off but it was very 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 important to me that you know that that whole process just was easy and it uh, it made sense to that mule um not knowing where it was going to go after that, um, wanted to make sure that, that all of that went really well. The mindset of a really successful trainer goes with that thought. And um, I have to um, congratulate you about that. You really have, you have what it takes to, to bring a mule around and to give it a good start. And that's just like you said, you wanted to make sure it had a good start. And, and I have read your articles in Mules and More. Those are really good. Tell me. Are you? I'm sure you're working on an article now. Do you want to give us a little summary about it? Well, the the last one I did, I was I was lucky enough, absolutely blessed to be included as one of the judges at the Ozark Mule Makeover. Yes. And this year was the first year that they had the youth division, and that in itself was just absolutely amazing watching those kids do what they did. And so that's, that's, what, the, that's what the next article is on. 
it's, it's about the youth makeover kids and, and what they did and uh, how they impacted everybody. And it, it was just, you'll have to, you have to wait for the article to come out. I don't want to, I don't give too much away for it. You know, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was something that was a, it was a sight to behold. Well, that's um, good. Watching those kids. So that's, that's what the next one's up. Okay. We need more youth involved with the mules and the donkeys, you know, it just seems like mm. so many kids are into the video games and they're kind of losing, you know, that desire to be an outside. And, and so, I, I really, really think we need to work with our youth. No, I, I completely 100% agree with that. You know, one of the one of the funnest and best times that we ever had was a was a packing clinic that we did for for kids. And uh, it was a couple day deal out here, and um, just just watching them and and seeing just how intrigued they were with with the, not only the mules. I mean, they they loved the mules, but um, you know, just their their hunger for the knowledge of it, and, and how much care they took, and, and how much they paid attention to everything. It was it was a sight to behold. Um, you know, we've got some good friends out in California too, um, wandering K Equine out there. They do a lot of you know youth related activities um, with packing and riding and things like that, and, and they've got a they've got a really cool program going that, that gets this the kids involved. So we're happy to see that too. Good. Um, I want to talk to you about your, um, your training program when you're working with mules. Is there a particular breed of mule that you prefer to work with? No, I love all of them. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I'm just one of those people that I don't think there's a bad mule out there. I like them all. Um, you know, so what can I say? Okay, you know, because like uh, yeah. some people, you know, they they would prefer to work with uh, the gated mules, and some people like the quarter horse type mules, you know. And yeah, I mean, we put a good mix of them in. Um, you know, the majority of what we have right now is for training. There's, you know, the majority of our quarter horse mules. Um, we just got done with a gated mule. Um, and I think we got a couple coming in. I think one of them, oh, what was he out of? Um, I think he's out of a fox trotter, and I think another one's out of a, a draft mare of some sort. So, um, you know, it's we, we got them from all walks of life. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you are you starting these meals, or are you just kind of tuning them up, or? What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's all across the board. Um, got two or three that we're starting from ground up. Um, there's there's a few here that are getting tuned up. There's um, about four of them that you know they're they're troubled. They have uh, some issues that we gotta we gotta work through and make them be productive members of society. So yes, they come yeah. in. They come, you know, they come in for all all different things. Um, sometimes we have them come in for specialized stuff. Like somebody wants to start working cows with their mules, we can, you know, we can get them going on that. Um, you know, roping, trail riding, packing. It's it's pretty much tailored to what what our clients' needs are. Oh, well, that's good. What is it about the mule that cap that captivates you? Because you say you love all mules. So what is what is it about the mule that has your 
focus, your attention? Um, you know, they mules, each one is its own individual, has its own personality, and they express that so, so well. Um, you know, they, they just have... They just have so much heart in them, you know, so much try, um, you know, and they're just such an honest animal that, you know, they, they have a real knack for making you a better person. Um, I think is, is why I've stayed drawn to them for so long. Um, you know, they just, they, they, they just have, have that ability to kind of see through you and, they, they can they can change you into a better person if you let them. You know? Oh, boy, you just nailed it. <laughs> I, I believe that. So, so, you know, I mean, as, as you know, not, just as people in general, you know, I mean, you know, we all want to do better and be better and, and I, you know, just in life in general, and I don't think there's a better teacher out there than the mule. So it's um, kind of why I've, I've stuck with them and stayed with them. For this long. Wow. Do you ever take time off? Like, do you get a few days to yourself, like uh, a vacation? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, vacations are usually spent at new events. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just had to ask. I, I mean, if you would have told me, nah, I'm going to take yeah, a cruise. I mean, or... <laughs> no, I mean, we, you know, we, we just, we, we uh, had a couple of elk tags and we went up elk hunting uh, a couple of weeks ago and got to get away for a few days and doing that. And, but it seems like, you know, most of our vacation time and, and the things that we do for fun are kind of around the mules anyway. So. Okay. So I have to ask you this question. <laughs> yeah. When you go to bed at night, I mean, do you have things that you make notes on or how does that work? <laughs> I mean, yeah, do you, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I lie awake. A lot um, going over, you know, like different things with with some of the mule I'm working with, you know, and, and if I get a thought, I might jot it down, or I might jump up out of bed, you know, and say, oh, you know what, I need to write this down, and and I'll start, you know, <laughs> putting notes down on. on okay. Okay. And then that 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 might turn into the next article for Mules of North. Okay. <laughs> you know. There so. you go. So so do so, you? What can we just say that you do? write in a diary is that it do you um, keep a diary a journal I, I i i don't have either what i have is a folder on my computer with a bunch of word docs mm, okay electronic <laughs> 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 diary <laughs> well that's good that's good because then your thoughts are organized and then you you know you pick up little Little uh, tips there that that you have experienced, and you get it, you put it down. So well, yeah, that too, and, and like I, I try to keep tabs on on all these different mules. On you know, um, if if one comes in and it's got you know bad anxiety or something, and <clears throat> you know I did X, Y, and Z with it, and it didn't work, but you know I'll I'll, I'll jot down what didn't work, and I'll jot down what did work. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll get stuck on one and, and sometimes going back, having, you know, those notes and stuff is like, hey, that's, that's right. That's what I did and on that last time. And, and it seemed to work for me to try it this time, you know, type of deal. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, let's talk about mule myths. 
Um, oh, yeah, Goody. yeah. So tell me um, your dislikes. What what mule myth is it that you that you have to work with, and you can't stand it when you when you hear it repeated? Well, there's there's a bunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, and, and I actually that was and that was another article topic. Um, but there's there's some things that I, I think get put out, um, you know, about these mules. Um, that I don't know. I, I think with with more education and more conversations and things like that, I think um, some of those myths can can go away. Um, one of the ones that kind of bothers me, I guess, lack of better terms, um, the most, not the most, but it's up there, is, um, you know, when people say, oh, this mules will wait years and years to keep you. Oh, yes. Years. I hate that. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> right. So oh. It's not. Um, you know, and, and can I talk on that for a minute? Well, sure. Go on. That's why you're here. Yeah, so I mean, if if if, if you think about a kick, I mean, for many clients, it mostly uses some sort of defense to something fearful, or they're in a herd setting, they kick to drive a point home to one of their pasture buddies. You know, same way they would pin ears or show their teeth, and those actions they convey a real loud and clear message to whoever is on the receiving end of it. And any sort of kick from a mule, or even an attempt at one, like raising a, a hind foot to you, really says a lot to where that mule is mentally at that moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, if a mule sends your, you know, sends a kick your way, I guarantee there's a reason for it: fear, pain, aggravation by what's being done. And it's definitely not a well thought out plan to seek revenge because. By saying or thinking that a mule is capable of that thought, you know, to, to do a thought-out plan to attack you somehow, it places a false emotion on an animal who isn't even capable of having that emotion. That's right. right. And, That's and correct. If you, if you look at mules and, and all, you know, all equines alike, they, they operate in the present, meaning they live in the moment-to-moment. They don't live in the past. They don't live in the future. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if you think about how we're built emotionally and mentally versus a mule, you kind of understand that the difference is so great between the two that that mule is just not capable of feeling the same way about things. Exactly. And, and we, do. Right. we do. We do tend to put a lot of human emotion on our mules. Yes, and we do. So, and, and they're very intelligent. I mean, hands down, you know, but the makeup of their brains lacks the wiring. You know, lack of better terms that the human brain has, making them unable to have those type of vengeful emotions or feelings told us. So, you know, so they they simply feel emotion without reasoning. You know, because they, they they can't they can't rationalize that feeling. So right, um, I I think they're very emotional because yeah. I've I've witnessed them mourning. Over the death, mm-hmm. you know, of of another equine friend. I mean, it's so sad to witness that. Yeah. So you know, no, they are. Yeah, they, are. they 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 have their expressions of what they're you know kind of feeling in the moment. You know, if they're if they're scared, it's 
because they're scared. If they're, you know, if the mule's unsure and confused, it's because he is. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, anything that that mule presents, it's because it is what it is. So, um, yeah, that one there, that one there kind of is, is one I don't like to hear. And then the other one, I think, I think there's two of them that are a tie. I'll let you pick. <laughs> it's, um, the one I hear a lot is that you can't round pen a mule. And the other one I hear a lot is never let your mule win. So those oh, are you know, okay. If you not ever let your mule win, I you know what does that mean? You got to have the upper hand. All either they understand or they don't, and you give them time to so, think about it. Yeah, I, I I've seen I've seen it in a lot of different places where I've seen that statement. Um, you know. Under no circumstances do you ever let your mule win. And for me, and, and the way I train mules, that, that's a very challenging statement for me to consider. Um, you know, if I'm honest, I would say I don't think I could really accept that statement. And, and I understand it's a different mindset, and it's a different way of training, and, and that might work for some people, and I'll never take that away from anybody. But with the way that we train and stuff, you know, you got to look at that from your mule's point of view. Right, so your mule, in a sense, you know, it's trying to do something you ask, and it's trying to search for an answer. Whether the answer is right or wrong, he's still searching for it. And if we're there at every turn, trying to cut him off, and you know, not let him make any mistakes or not let him find any sort of answer, and you know, we we keep cutting him off and getting him to do what we want, not giving him a chance. What do you think that would do to the mule's confidence? Right, exactly. Yeah, it diminishes it. So, you know, in training mules, it's not an I win and the mule loses type of thing. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, that, that is a mindset that you see out there. And, and, you know, you tend to see where mules get micromanaged to death and fear that the mule's going to take advantage of somebody or if they let them make a mistake or something, you know, that the mule wins. And I'm not saying you don't want to let your mule get in the habit of fucking or running off or pulling away from you. That's, sure, you know, that's, sure. That, that's a whole that's a whole different that's right, issue, but, right. You know, if and you know because a mule might display behavior that we don't particularly care to see, and you know, and it might frighten somebody or us at times. You know, doesn't necessarily mean that they're being mean or disrespectful. And and I think pass judgment real quick on that when. You know, I think the mule is only doing what they feel is right at that moment. So, and you can't fault them for that. You know, it's not, it's not their fault. And a lot of times that unwanted behavior that they display to me is usually something they've been taught either by accident or by other means. Mm -hmm. So right. that's, that's why I say, I mean, you know, if, if you let them, let them make a mistake, you know, and, and they, they learn from it, you know, they're, they're, they're very forgiving animals, contrary to popular belief. So uh, I think that's a good way for them to learn. That is, that's true. I, you've nailed it. I'm with you on all that. I think that maybe some people are intimidated by the mule because they know they're very, very smart. And they are smarter than both of their parents. That really, that only should open up your eyes to being more open and working with the animal and not trying to, you know, have the uh, upper hand with them. Um, so what do you, I mean, knowing that, that the mule is smarter than both of his parents, has that ever made you kind of 
fearful or apprehensive in working with them? I, no, I wouldn't say fearful or apprehensive. Um, I think it slowed me down. Mm, okay. Um, um, I think it's made me take a, a lot harder look of um, me um, and what I bring to the table, you know, as, as the person training this mule. You know, I mean, if we really want to be brutally honest, training mule starts and ends with us as, as people. Yes. Right? And yes. so when you're, when you're training these mules, you know, it's, it's just as equally important because they are as smart as they are and, and, and you know, amazing as they are, that you really got to take into consideration how the mule sees and reacts to what it is you're trying to teach it. And the, the thing I try to tell people all the time is the absolute best training tool that you can possess is the ability to read your animal. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you know, is, is what you're doing, you know, is, is, is it working? You know, is he showing you, you know, signs of stress? Is he starting to build anxiety? You know, that, that, that type of stuff is, is what I've really been focused on teaching people. You know, I mean, our, my deal is not so much about methods, you know. I mean, yeah, you've got to have methods to, to train them, you know, from getting from point A to point B. But all the methods aside, you know, you got to kind of join the dots and, and bridge that gap between the mule and the rider and how the mule processes, reacts, and learns what it is you're trying to do, regardless of what method you do. You know, you got to start to kind of understand and look at the why behind all this stuff and, and what does it look like to that mule and how is he perceiving it. So, you know, working with them over the years, um, you know, another <laughs> thing I always tell people, people, you want to get somewhere fast with your mule, slow down. <laughs> that's true that is that's so true <laughs> you know slow it down a little bit you know and, and, and try to you know try to understand a little bit where that mule's coming from in that process you know and and, and um so and, and that's what it is you know here it's, it's always about the mule and yes. it's always for the mule there um, you go and i i just feel like you know I feel the mule needs kind of a voice in the whole training process as well. So, you know, if we can help people better understand that, you know, when these animals behave the way that they do, you know, what, why are they doing that? You know, we, we tend to focus on the why and the cause of an issue versus, you know, trying to put a Band-Aid or something over a symptom mm. because that's not, that's not going to solve your, your underlying problem. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we tend to focus it, and, you know, and, and, give people those tools um, so that so they're not afraid and they're not intimidated you know and they, they kind of understand where these guys are coming from well nate are you taking in outside mules at this time do you have any um, spots right open? Now, selectively right now i mean okay you know, we're, we're, we're pretty full um so it just it, you know it just kind of depends on what it is and, and what needs to be done right now right okay and you have a website what is your website? Our, yeah, our website is www.rockinintemules.com. Okay, and you're on Facebook? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. and if people want to get in touch with you, uh, what phone number should they call? Best number is 623-692-8600. 
I want to thank you for coming on the show, uh, and I want to have you back because we have a lot more to talk about. So. We do. I, I, I won't, you know, I, and that's that's a problem I have. I am long winded, um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed myself, and I, I appreciate it very much. So good. Anytime, anytime you want to keep talking about stuff, let's do it. We'll do it. Okay. Phone number to Rockin' NT Ranch is six two three six nine two eight six zero zero. The spirit of the Wild West lives on in my latest book, Desperados of the Wagons West Expedition. I rode with descendants of notorious outlaws, mule skinners, horse thieves, brothel workers, and Texas rangers that gathered at the Embar Ranch in Reserve, New Mexico. And so I documented their story. This is a modern day dime store novel published by Every Cowgirl's Dream. It's captivating and exciting to read. It's available at everycowgirlsdream.com, Amazon Books, and other participating outlets. Giddy up and get your copy today. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. 